2: It's BetQL Daily with Joe Ostrowski on the BetQL Audio Network.
1: BetQL and Radio.com have partnered up to help you beat the sports books. Use our promo code DAILY for 20% off any subscription. BetQL tells you which side professional bettors are picking, provides real-time line movement and historical betting results. Again, our promo code DAILY for 20% off any subscription. Joe Ostrowski, Tom Kasali here on a Monday. BetQL Daily on the BetQL Audio Network here weekdays, 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern. Show sure you're following us on Twitter at BetQL Daily. Also make sure that you are following Dan Bach, at Dan underscore Bach potpourri of items that we want to address here. Um, He chuckles when I call him the voice of the DFS world. I think he's really the godfather. He's the godfather of the DFS world. His name is Dan Bach. Uh, Dan, based on your tweet ratio, uh, like myself in the last week, uh, I would venture to guess that you have more passion about top shots than anything going on in the sports world right now. Is that accurate?
0: Uh, it's pretty accurate, yeah. I, <laughs> you know, I think it's something that's new and different and fun, and uh, I don't have to worry about injury, injuries like just totally destroying my daily fantasy lineup. So it's a nice little change of pace for me. So, yeah, I've been into it for sure.
1: Okay. I, I, as I've gathered much uh, a lot of information, we talked last week try to, to give people a little tutorial on it on 670 to score about it. He, here's a few takeaways I have. And um, I, I'm curious to find out if you agree on this for people asking about top shots. I, I and now it's just everywhere just guys that i know that are 50 60 years old that are sort of into collecting but not really now they're talking about it now they're spending 5 hours on a saturday waiting for a 9 dollar pack which they will definitely be disappointed in when they uh, check out the results in a couple of weeks when they finally uh, when they finally do receive it um if you're if you're jumping in to make a quick buck and you're looking to 5 10 15 20x your investment Maybe it's time to pass, but if you are into collectibles, you're buying into the future of this flipping. Okay, maybe you can make some money. Uh, maybe it is something that's for you. Do you think I'm off base on any of that?
0: No, I think you you nailed
1: it. I think uh,
0: if you're in for a quick flip, the only way that's going to pan out for you is when they offer these rare packs, like they did late last week. And you know, I saw a number of people who are new to the platform paid $99 for a pack and, and flip the contents for you know 10x, um, that's still going to happen. They're still going to be offering those. And honestly, everybody should be waiting in line for them because in that situation, yes, it is free money. You're buying a $99 uh, pack of digital moments that you'll easily be able to flip. But if you go to the platform today and you know expect to make money in the short term it's not going to happen that ship has completely sailed but like you mentioned if you're into this if you can buy what they're selling long term in terms of it being the next wave of collectibles absolutely it, it's it, it can be something that uh it, for the long game you're going to make some money and that's again why last time we talked i focused a lot on the the first season of these moments just because the number of them are so small and I think they're going to be the ones in the highest demand down the road, because if this still exists, which I think it will, five, ten years from now, people will look back at that first set and say, this is what started it all. So um, that's what my focus has been on. But short term, just wait in line for those packs. If you get lucky, great. If you don't, you're not out of anything.
2: Well, Dan, I'm glad you're here because uh, we actually have an article up on Radio.com Sports about what is NBA Top Shots. And that, that was basically written for me. I told one of my writers, listen, I don't know what this is. Can you just write a story cuz I feel like other people are in are in my boat. But one of the things I thought was interesting when I read through it is, you know, I have two sons and you know, I grew up collecting cards and when they I started buying cards for them, they could care less. I got shoeboxes full of cards that nobody cares about. Do you think this is something kids, younger kids are going to really get into over the next couple of years? I think there's a better chance of it. And
0: I'll tell you why, because the one thing I've noticed with my own kids and, and a lot of my, uh, you know, nephews who are into sports is they love to to mimic the plays and highlights that they watch. You know, going back to that Odell Beckham catch, you know, that's I think that's one of the, the highlights that really, uh, you know, transformed in terms of the way that, that that younger people watch sports and trying to mimic what they were. What they were seeing and i think this captures it way better than a a quote unquote sports card will and the fact of the matter is is it's a better way than a sports card if you wanted to sell a sports card you have to go through the process of authenticating it getting it graded listing it on ebay shipping it to the seller none of that exists on this platform and that's why as a long-term play i think it makes a ton of sense now i don't think cardboard is uh is going away i don't think it'll be a dinosaur but I also think a lot more people will be drawn to it because even, for example, yesterday, I, you know, uh, Christian Pulisic, the the American soccer player, I was like, you know, maybe his rookie card would be fun to to own. He's, you know, an up and coming young player. And I tried to find it. And there's like 20 different variations of what his rookie card is, where at least on this on this platform, you can actually. Uh, not only seeing how many of a print there are of a, of a particular moment, they're gonna have designations to say this is his rookie moment or his first moment on the platform. And I think that's going to make collecting that much easier compared to what you're dealing with on the cardboard section.
1: Uh with Dan Baca of for grinders this is BetQL Daily Joe Ostrowski, Tom Kasali here. I have one more thing on this before we get to over to the NBA. So I, I know the UFC is is going to start, and we've talked in uh, over the past week about other sports jumping in. How it's probably going to happen? It's just a matter of time, and it would be a great thing for these other sports um, if they follow suit uh, with the NBA here. Uh, do you, have you heard anything about when these digital moments are going to come out for UFC? I have not. I would
0: be surprised if it happens within the next six months because Dapper Labs has their handful with the NBA, and they <laughs> yeah. probably. They clearly scaled way faster than they were ever expecting. So they're dealing with way more issues than they thought they would need to. So I think they'd be smart to get that ironed out, get their website working more efficiently, getting the ability for more people to cash out of their accounts uh, before they kind of get into a new sport. But I do agree that it's going to be interesting to see what the market is starting from scratch with demand behind it. Because you got to remember, when they started NBA Top Shots, Nobody was on this platform, you know, it's not hard to build something when you don't have a lot of people, but what that demand is going to be off the bat is going to be super interesting because it'll be the complete opposite of what we've seen with with the current iteration where, uh, you know, for me, I'm speculating on the older stuff from a season ago when there wasn't very much of it. Well, what's going to happen when they go from the ground floor? You know, how many moments are they going to print right off the bat? So I think it's going to be interesting to, to watch from the outside to see how the next sport happens in this space.
1: Dan, over in the NBA, uh, do you, do you, are there any teams right now that you are riding or you're fading? Maybe you think they uh, their roster and how they're currently constructed is, is the most fascinating story?
0: Well, I mean, I think the Nets are clearly one of the most fascinating stories we have, again, because you've got the big three and they really haven't played that many games together, you know, whether it was Kyrie being out or Durant being out right now. Um, But, you know, the interesting thing is going to be with them is just can they simply outscore their opponents, you know, because they don't play a whole lot of defense. And, you know, that's kind of what we saw with – with the Warriors and their run was, you know, it wasn't necessarily about playing D. It was about we can score more points than you at the end of the day, and it was pretty successful. So uh, I think that's the storyline that I'm looking at most as we move on here, and uh, it's something that I'm even looking to tonight. Let me give you my first kind of game pick for tonight, uh, and I actually really like the over in the Nets and Spurs tonight. It's 2:35, and there's still kind of a mentality maybe that the Spurs are slow team play good defense because they've got popovich but that's not really accurate they're top 10 in the league in pace and if you look at the games the the nets have played this season um pretty much uh the, the three other teams that they've played that are in top 10 in pace they have had totals of 245 261 and 251 so for me i look at the last two games they scored 125 and 123 but they 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 won by 29 and 28 points, so or 26 and 28 points. So those were complete blowouts. This should be a more competitive game. Should be a super up and down pace game. And I think this 235 number is too low. I like going over on that. And uh, especially for kind of your 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 sponsor points bet, when you can take the points bet on that one. This one could get up to like 250. And you can win yourself a good chunk of money in this one because it's a road game here for the Nets. I think it's competitive and I think it goes over easily.
2: Dan, I want to uh, shift gears to DFS for a second because you're someone who's very successful at both DFS and player props. You know, I I started uh, playing DFS and, I, you know, I got bored with it because I was always tied for 9,000th place mm-hmm. and – then I realized maybe the guy who failed algebra twice in high school is probably not going to be good at DFS. So I went to, you know, but I'm much more successful in player props. So I just wanted to get kind of your theory on that. Like when you're doing DFS, how much does that help you with player props and why are some guys like me so bad at DFS and good at player props? Yeah, it's, it's,
0: there's obviously a correlation there between the two. And that's actually why you've seen a lot more of these new kind of upstart DFS sites, have a lot of player prop centered games because it's, it's very simple. The thing about DFS, which is gets tricky is there's a game theory element to tournament play. That is tough for some people to comprehend. There's going to be a lot of swings. You're going to lose way more than you win. But when you win that one time, it could, it could set you up for the next couple of years in terms of your bankroll. And a lot of people can't really handle that. They can't handle the swings. And then the last thing with with just traditional DFS versus player props is there's with the injury news that we have today and and professional sports especially with basketball, it's it's a full time gig like you cannot not be paying attention and it used to just be before lock would hit you know but now it's a lot of these things for the later games will fall an hour or two before that game starts but the other games have already locked for the day so then you got to restructure your lineups. DFS is a lot of work. If you put in the work, you can be successful with it. But the the one thing that a lot of older people running in, run into, including myself, is you got a lot of things in your plate. You got multiple kids. You got a wife, and uh, it, it's hard to necessarily be on top of things. So I'm not playing as much now as I used to. But when I do, I make sure to say, okay, I'm focused on this for a given day, a given night, and and you know I'm taking it seriously. You can't really half ass. Um DFS. You can half-ass player props because you, you literally have to examine one thing in and, and pick your side. So um that's kind of my my feeling on on those two things. But there's definitely a correlation because the more you pay attention for DFS, the better you're gonna be in terms of player props. That's that's a guarantee.
1: Great point, Dan. I certainly fall into uh, that category there, much more into player props. Now that we also have so many more player props available with legalization, uh, on a daily basis, player props, when you are playing DFS, are there any positions, any teams that you attack in the NBA regularly?
0: Um, I wouldn't say there's a trend there. I think the best thing you can do with player props during the day is keep your eye on all the news. And when major news hits, get over to wherever you're playing your player prop and, and take advantage of that. Obviously yeah. they're going to swing some of those things. If say LeBron would be out for tonight or, you know, they're not playing tonight, but if he was out in a game for the Lakers, that's really going to change the player prop on guys like Kyle Kuzma and Dennis Roder. And I think that's the best advantage you can have on player props. Now that window is really tight because when the news comes out, a lot of times these sports books will, will obviously going to make changes to those lines Mm -hmm. as well, but it's also not one of the things that they take the most handle on. So it's not anything like um, that they're going to take down immediately. So I know a lot of people who basically just take advantage of this news when it hits, have these sports books up, make your bets, and do it before they end up changing the lines. So that's a that's a good way to to necessarily you know kind of get an advantage in and prop betting. But the lines are pretty efficient. Don't kid yourself. Like these these sports books are getting much much better with it. So if you can you know get an edge on them in the the few moments that you have, you should.
1: Dan, stay right there. There's a couple other things I want to address, including golf over the weekend. And I know you've made a play or two in college football already. This is BetQL Daily on the BetQL Audio Network.